in a world filled with intergalactic space battles and a human destruction on a global scale and psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek. I am Luke. I'm Larry. And thank you for listening again. This is podcast number three. We are three in already. I, it's only like, it's like February 1st. I, I, barely. Yeah. And I, it's, it's like, like barely I, February. I know. And we were like already three podcasts deep. We have mastered this thing. We can, we can pretty much call it a day now, I think, right? This is almost a box set. <laughs> almost. <laughs> at least at least season one. Yeah, season one. Yeah. It's almost a season one. Yeah. All right. How's it going over there? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. Hey, hey so uh, I need to start off with uh, a little uh, clarification from our last episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So our last episode we t- affectionately titled Snapbox. Yes. The the actual product I found out later is called a snap case. Okay, it's a so, snap case. Yeah, it's called okay. the snap case. Uh, I'll give you a little rundown on it because uh, people, I'm sure, were just really curious about what this product so was. So just to go back, in case you didn't hear the first pod, two podcasts, pause now, go back and listen to them, come back. Yep. <laughs> but the uh, we were talking about, because we had Logan's run, it was in one of those old style cases yep. that snapped. That All snapped. Right. It makes a snap sound. We thought it was a snap box. It is not. It's a snap case. Uh, so a snap case is a type of optical disc packaging used for DVDs. DVDs and CDs, also known as a paperback case. It's true. It consists of a paperboard flap where the cover is printed paper. We're talking paper here. It's like, this is like one step up from a VHS case here. Um, it's held closed by a narrow plastic strip, which had a snap closure. So it's, we were right about the and snap part. And it sucked. Part. And it was terrible. <laughs> it's whole, Although it, it had some a, nice artwork on the, on it, the paper it, it cover. The, it was the most horrible packaging ever invented, really. It like, was not good. So yeah. it's kind of like the, the beta tape of the VHS versus beta That's of right. packaging. That's right. And, and it, it was really exclusively used for the bargain bin uh, type <laughs> movies. Which I think is why Logan's run was packaged so neatly in <laughs> Probably. it. Probably. <laughs> now, I have something else I noticed in the last episode. I All went right. back and listened. Okay. I only heard it about 50 times before I finally found this out. No, But I looked back at it, and we said the word dropped a lot. Because Did we? Yes, because a lot of times when something new comes out, you say, oh, this just dropped, you know. That's like, true. I swear we said it like 12 times in that episode. <laughs> we dropped the word drop like 12 times? Everything was dropping, <laughs> including my pants at one what? point. Yeah, I know, I know. But everything was dropping. It was like, oh, this just dropped. This dropped. I don't forget what this dropping. <laughs> well, if they keep, if they would stop dropping stuff on us, we could stop saying things are dropping on us. Come on. Stop dropping. Stop we need, dropping. We, we need some new words. We'll, we'll come up with like a, an array of words. Okay. Like, this just materialized. Oh, that's this a good week. one. You know, something along that lines. <laughs> <laughs> this just evaporated. <laughs> that's that's when it, it goes away. Well, yeah, that's the opposite. That's away, no, yeah. no, never mind. I'm not on Un- board yet. Unevaporated? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, I, just, I just made a I noticed that. In case someone said, God, they say you dropped a lot. Uh, we did. We did. Yeah, you win a prize for hearing it that many times if you've picked up on it. And you know what else just dropped? What else? The news. We have a minute and a half. It's my responsibility to to tell the control room and New York that we won't be ready. Uh-uh, we'll be ready. In 84 seconds, the thing's finished. And now the news with Loop and Larry. 
Oh yeah. What? what? That, is, that gets me so excited about what's dropping this week. I mean, no. <laughs> Stop saying drop. All right. Um, so the news, the last, like the first week after we did the last podcast, I was like, uh-oh, there's not a lot going on. But then a lot sort of showed up in the last few days. So tell me, uh, let's break it down a it's little bit. It's true. Actually, we're, we've got a lot of news to cover this uh, in, in this episode here. We'll start with TV. So if you're a fan of the horror genre, then the small screen is going to be where you where you're going to want to point your eyes <laughs> in the next year. <laughs> physically point your physically eyes. Keep yourself glued right to that small screen because all the horror you want is coming off the big screen onto the small screen, and you're going to love it. Things like the Lost Boys. Lost Boys is being made into a TV series. Why? I don't know. <laughs> is there that much story to tell? I guess there is. Um, uh, what what else? Oh, a Resident. And evil was a vid- horror video isn't game. Like, isn't there like fifteen like yes, sequels to that? There <laughs> certainly is. And now there's going to be a multi-part series. Oh, great! On the television set. Uh, but the the uh, latest uh, announcement and one that I'm actually kind of excited about is a new ongoing series from uh, producer writer Don Mancini, a little uh, f- horror franchise we like to call Chucky. Oh, like we can't, we can't, we can't call it Child's Play because Child's Play is getting a reboot in the theaters, oh, so they okay. can't call it Child's Play. Right. For TV, the series is going to be called Chucky. <laughs> First off, are you drunk? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so they <laughs> came in here like it's like someone just like wound you up. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> Chucky. So they're making Chucky into like I have to say I've seen some of the sequels. Yes. Like recently, and yes. they're awful. They're not so good. No, like, no. I I really really enjoy the first three. The first three installments of the Chucky, the Child's Play, Child's Play one, two, and three, I thought were really fun, uh, and then it quickly devolved into just <laughs> corny crap. But not, like, it's not even like not even well done. No, like, it's, it, really it's not. like. The, like a really B level like companies taking yes. it over. It's it's just not great. Yeah. No. The last two, uh, Cult of Chucky and what was the other one called? Uh, the very last one. I How can't much remember. wood could a woodchuck chuck? Yes. That's <laughs> it's starring Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the last two actually were were not so bad. But I'm really curious to see what what the originator of this franchise is going to do with the TV show uh, because it's going to be very different from what they're going to do on the big screen. So this right. is, for me, this is kind of exciting. So uh, so there's uh, there's some uh, horror news for you. Um, what else do we have? Oh, wait, there's one more bit in hor- of horror news. And this might be very genre-specific, and I don't know how many of you are actually going to have known about this, but uh, there was a little TV show that aired on uh, Sci-Fi, I believe, uh, called Channel Zero. And it was an anthology horror show, uh, and it ran for four seasons, each season having six episodes. And it was based on the uh, YouTube videos called Creepy Pasta. Okay. Uh, and it was fantastic. It was literally the best horror uh, TV show on the air, I think, probably ever. It was really creepy, and production value was really high. Anyway, it's been canceled, so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so don't even start it. So, look at it. Well, I watched the trailer for it because I'd, I'd heard of it, but I didn't really even know where it was. To, to, like, there's so many streaming services yes. now that it's hard to figure out where where is this airing. And by the way, Apple's starting a new streaming service. Yes. I just read that today. Yeah. So, um, 
But uh, so I didn't know where it was. So anyways, I watched the trailer. It looked really cool. It's really cool. It is it is streaming uh, on a on a horror site called uh, Shutter. If you have that, but if it's if you can find it, you should really give it a chance because it's fantastic. And there are now only four seasons that you have to watch. Is it like anthology or is it, it all? Is, yeah, okay, they're okay, all so different. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna check it out. Then. Yeah, they're not connected in any way, but they're they're really really good. So I'm a little sad about that. I'm happy about Chucky. Sad about the. Channel <laughs> uh, what on the piece of uh, TV news? Uh, the new trailer for. Uh, Shield, a- Agents of Shield uh, has dropped. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, so there's that. Yeah, I'm a big Shield fan. Um, it's gotten better over the years. It started off like the first season was like, okay, this is cool. And then the second season was like, uh, and then and then it sort of got. It goes in waves, right? That right. show. Um, th- I think the problem is with any show kind of like that that's on regular TV is they just don't have the budget to do the really cool special effects. Yeah. So often they uh, sort of avoid doing things that would would really cause like. To, for them to actually put some money into the into the budget, right? Like, have you ever seen um, uh, what's the one about tomorrow? It's it's the oh, DC uh, yeah. uh, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Of tomorrow yes. Like, they always have to be in some sort of situation where they can't use their powers yes. because, like, fire <laughs> is it Firestorm yeah. in it? Yeah, they're never together, <laughs> no. so they can never use the power. So it's, it's, so they can't, it's cheaper that way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. They just want them to dress up like they're in the seventies and things. Exactly. Like, it's just kind of well, weird. And but. now the problem is they have to actually compete with. The Marvel movies that are right. on the screen, and, and it, it, that's almost impossible to do. And this one's coming out in the summer. It's supposed to come out in January. They moved it to the summer, and I think that's because it's going to be after the Avengers movie, right. so they don't have to deal with that whole thing. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with it when it comes back. Yeah, it may have a bigger audience in the summer when people are home. I don't know. Who knows? I don't. Know. It'll be interesting. It'll be good. It'll be a good summer watch for yeah. sure. You got that and Big Brother. You got your summer well, set. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> so uh, that's what we've got right now for TV. Let's move over to the movie news. Well, of course, uh, it's it's. Awards season, yes, right now. So we could probably talk about the awards nominations and, and winners for the next two months. It's but exhausting. It is. It's so hard to keep up with them. But uh, we've got, of course, the Oscar nominations are all out, um, and uh, the SAG awards have have actually happened at this point. So um, there have been some winners there. And the, the interesting thing about the SAG awards, the SAG awards, I believe, are the are the best predictors for the Oscars because right. the 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 Actors Guild has the most voting members this, uh, when it comes to the Oscars. So the the people that the the SAG uh, members vote for in the SAG Awards tend to also go on to win the Oscars. So the interesting thing this time was that the SAG Awards gave their their uh, ensemble award to Black Panther. Which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, does that mean Black Panther may have a better shot at the Oscar? I don't know. A lot of times, when a movie comes out too early in the year, it sort of gets overlooked. Yeah. And there was a lot of Oscar talk for it, but I thought it's just going to kind of drift away because you had the Avengers come out after it and everything else. And it stuck around. Like, people still love this movie. And it was great that it was uh, nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Which actually surprised me because that's the first superhero movie ever to be nominated, right? It is. I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it doesn't. Was, win- was Blank Man? Nominated? Ah, uh, yes. With uh, Damon Wayans? <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. If it wasn't, it was Rob. Because, really, that's quality filmmaking right there. Um, yeah, so um, so that happened. Oh, the other thing I want to mention, too, oh, yeah. is Adam Driver was uh, nominated. Like He'll never be nominated for Star Wars, but yeah. I, which I think he does play a really interesting character with Kylo Ren. But yes. um, the he was nominated for Black Klansman, which is an excellent movie if you haven't seen it. Right, yeah. There, I mean, there are a lot of really worthy nominations out there this year so it's gonna be an interesting award season so it's just kicking off we'll we'll update you more as the uh awards start <laughs> on the red carpet start rolling out <laughs> larry on the red carpet 
Uh, what else do we have here? Whoa, the uh, there's an announcement that a new RoboCop movie is happening. I'm personally pretty excited about this too. Maybe not so much as Chucky, but I'm I'm pretty excited about RoboCop. And apparently, this is this is they're going to sort of erase all of the Ro RoboCop sequels, the <laughs> subpar RoboCop sequels, and be a direct sequel to the original uh, 1980s film, right. which, is, which is an interesting new trend. Well, I always found the character of RoboCop not that intriguing. No. Like, he's, it's kind of cool looking, but because they did a series, too. Remember yes. we had a friend that worked on the series? That's right, yes. The DJ yes, worked yes. on that series as well because it was shot in Canada. Yep. Um, but it was like, oh, they had all these sequels, and it was just, I don't know, I did, I He's not a dynamic character to me. Right. Like I can't really get behind RoboCop. But. Yeah. And, and they did reboot the the series uh, on the big screen already once. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad movie. It was a bit darker. Well, quite a bit darker. But uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I but I think what's interesting about this is that they're going back to erasing all of the sequels. The same thing that they did with Halloween. Right. They pretended all of those awful sequels didn't exist, and making a direct. Uh, you know, sequel to the original. Well, apparently the script that they're using is a script that they were going to use that got thrown away. Oh, interesting. So, and they went a whole and they went a whole different direction, and mm. so that they're bringing this script back. And apparently, it's it's a really weird, and it actually jumps in the into the future like thirty years or something, which is perfect because it is thirty years since the other. Well, yeah. Will Peter Weller be RoboCop? I don't I, know. I don't know. I I would it'd hope be cool. So. It'd be cool. Yeah, it but, would be cool. But, but does RoboCop does, age? Well, that's the big question. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't think he does. I but. don't think he does either. But yeah, he's got to be in it somehow. Is Peter Weller still alive? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, in in RoboCop form, he is. Yes, so, yeah, you know, true. He, may, he may still be part that of that. That is true. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of uh, new movies that are coming out, we've got the Funko Pop movie. <laughs> of course there's going to be a movie about Funko Pop. If there's a franchise, if there's a billion-dollar toy line yes. out there, there's going to be a movie attached to it. Lego's done it. Now Funko. <laughs> now, I'm a huge pop fan. But yes. the thing with Lego is Lego's the kind of, like, it's an imaginary Imagine, I don't know if it's imaginary, but it's it's a toy that uses your imagination, yes. I guess I'm trying to say, as a kid, and you played with it, and you built with it. So there's, it seems to me there's a lot more to do with, with Lego. Yes. Um, Funko is basically like a, a glorified bobblehead, yeah. really. Like, <laughs> it really which, is. Which is cool. Like, I mean, it sits on your shelf. It looks awesome. I don't know. I, I just, it's going to be weird. And I saw that in, in the... Uh, so the press release, they said that the, like some of the characters would be Wonder Woman, the Care Bears, uh, Hellboy, Deadpool, Hello Kitty, uh, Harley Quinn, Darth Vader, My Little Pony. So very much like Lego, where they've it's, taken yeah. all these different like pop culture sort of like um, areas and they've, they've mixed them together. That's exactly what it sounds like. I, I, they've got. It's going to be hard to separate this from the Lego movies. I think there's going to be a lot of comparison. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And I think the difference between as well is that Lego's sort of nostalgic, yes. whereas Funko Pops have no nostalgia to them, other than no. they're doing nostalgic things. Yes. But the the toy itself is not. It's not I don't even know if it's classified as a toy. Yeah. But it's 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 not nostalgic. <laughs> no. So there's nothing. Not, like, not yet. No. I, I don't know that there's enough. I mean, people collect it and love it. I don't know that there'd be enough interest for to have people come to a theater and pay money to see those characters now move. On a screen, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. It just seems a lot like the Lego movie to me. But yeah. I mean, I'll just keep buying Funko. Well, so exactly. Just keep making stuff that I like. But. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what? People will go see. What's that? The Breaking Bad movie. Oh, I feel like people will go see this. I th I think I'll, I will see it. Of course, for sure. I love Breaking Bad, and I love the um. Uh, what's the other show? Uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, which yeah. is fantastic. Which I think. I, do you watch Better oh, Call yeah. Saul? I feel like, and this is not really a spoiler, because but every season starts with him in the now, yes. and then goes back to the past to show how he became uh, Saul. Yes, but I feel like in that show that 
there's going to be a season where it's all now. I, I feel like that's true. I think I, they're working up to that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. where they're because each it seems like the beginning keeps getting longer and longer of what's yes. happening, and there's more <laughs> things to sort of see. So yeah. Um, so, so this yeah. So this is it'll be interesting to see if Saul is a part of this thing, um, and there's speculation about what this movie is going to be, and what they're thinking is that it's going to be Jesse Pinkman's story after the Breaking Bad series ended. So it may be a Jesse Pinkman movie. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, I don't know. With probably flashbacks involved. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, so there's there's some of the new movies. So the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, if if you have been in a uh, in your local video rental establishment lately, you may have seen something a little confusing on the shelves where they're normally selling Blu-rays. Uh, you may have noticed that a couple of those Blu-rays are packaged in old VHS boxes <laughs> or what look like VHS boxes. This is a new trend. There are a couple. There's like I've seen Jaws and um, uh, Breakfast Club, I believe. Yep, uh, uh, Fast Times. I've seen. Yeah, E.T. Fletch. Fletch, yes, yeah. Fletch. So, yeah, they look like it's a box, but they look exactly like a VHS. Yes, but the the, the plastic VHS boxes. But they yeah. open and close. They look, once you put them on your shelf, they will look like VHS boxes. So it's a cool idea. It's retro and kind of neat. But once you've got it on your shelf, it's going to take up a lot of space, and it's not going <laughs> to Which look was like the anything. problem with the VHSs <laughs> in the right. first place. There was a reason we got rid of those things. <laughs> it's kind of cool. In the, in the States, there's like I, those are the ones that I've seen in Walmart here in Canada. But in the States, I was looking at a list that they have. They have like First Blood, uh, The Crow, Young Guns, Highlander, Dirty Dancing, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, uh, Meatballs. So they have a the, uh, Total Recall. So they have different ones in the States than they have here. But it's a Walmart initiative. Like oh, they, is that right? Walmart yeah. started it, and they're doing it with uh, um, another company, uh, Lionsgate. Interesting. So it's it's a neat idea. I mean, they're trying to make everything retro, like the, sort of that That's retro it. thing coming back. Uh, I have looked at them. I had one in my hand. I yep. almost bought it. <laughs> but the problem, again, like you're saying, like what happens is when I buy it, it's going to sit on my shelf. Unless you're displaying it, yeah. it's just now you've got a double spine. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the whole thing. And, I mean, people are going towards streaming and they're getting rid of all of their – they're uh, hard copies, so they don't have space for this stuff anymore. But this is this takes up a ton of space. Yeah, it no. looks really cool, and retro is always awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> eh, you know, I, I probably think we could go to like the thrift store and buy some real VHS tapes <laughs> yeah. for a lot less. I don't know. It, it's it's a very cool. I love the packaging. Yeah. It looks wild. Again, like it's just another thing you're spending money on, yeah. and uh, and. Is it worth it? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's going to last. I'm it's, sure someone's going to collect them all. Of course they but, will. Uh, yeah. But not us. Yeah, not me. <laughs> not, not this one. For now. <laughs> Until next week. Okay, so the the last bit of movie news that I wanted to talk about, and I can't talk very much about it because I really don't know much <laughs> about it, um, is this uh, the recent release of Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Or is it Broly? I don't even know. But it's gotten a huge release. It was released in IMAX theaters, and I didn't even realize that Dragon Ball was still a thing, or it was as big as it is. But apparently, it's huge. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know much about it. I, I've seen the characters a million times. I've seen people do cosplay of the characters a million times. I don't know much about it, but it's it's close to hundred million. It's almost hit. I might have hit that mark by now. That's crazy. Um, that's nuts for a movie that I really don't know much about. No, I, I watched a couple of the trailers because I thought, you know, what, maybe I should check this out. So I watched. A couple of the trailers and it's amazing to look at like visually it's really yeah. cool i had absolutely no idea what anybody was talking about yeah i watched one too i had no clue what was <laughs> going on 
minute. <laughs> Apparently, it's the third highest grossing anime movie of all time, dude. Really? It's so weird. I, I, I've saw nothing like no like I've seen movies that have been pushed heavily by studios not make a hundred million dollars. True. <laughs> and this one had like zero promotion. It just like ended up in the theater in the IMAX screen, <laughs> and now it's like look, breaking look, the bank. Look at Happy Time Murders. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer not to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, so that so that's our movie news uh, for this week. Uh, we do have one other bit of news here, and I'm going to let uh, Matt talk about this one because this one just upsets me to no end. <laughs> okay, so um, people probably heard about Bill Maher. He's uh, he Stanley passed away, and Bill Maher did sort of a blog, basically saying that people need to grow up. People went at him. He came back and he went on a show and he was like he did a whole tirade on it and basically belittled everybody who's ever still reads comics or collects toys and it was pretty bad and he said that people are stuck in an everlasting childhood bragging that you're all about the marvel universe is like boasting that your mother still pins mittens on your sleeves wow yeah it's like thanks for the dated reference first of all bill maher but <laughs> and my pinned mittens are quite useful thank you very much like i see where, he, where he's coming from but at the same time it's like let's have a little fun in our lives well, like yeah. we only live once my, and my question is has he spent any time actually reading a comic book like does he know how deep and uh like mature a lot of the storylines are i don't think he does he, he, he it specifically says in it that they're they're the right it's not it's not an author like they're they're not written and you should be reading like and he named all these all these big authors and they put shakespeare in there is this right. it was you know bill maher is he just comes out like i under i i appreciate him but he's kind of old school now yeah. but the things i feel like that he was for before he's now now he's just gotten grumpy. Yes. Like he's, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? He literally is. Yeah, he is literally the guy, if you walked up to his house with a comic book uh, at his front door, he would bring out his shotgun and, yeah, get off my lawn with yeah. that comic book. He, he just seems like Snoop. the kind of guy I like that just would be mean. He would, yes. Like, he's a mean-spirited kind of guy. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't find him that funny. I, I used to. I used to yeah. think he was pretty funny and cutting edge. But then now I watch, and not just because of this. Like, I've watched his show, and it's like, I just find sometimes it's just his opinions are way out Just, there yeah not like, quite with the times totally he can have his opinion but yep. he's missing out on a whole world he of cool really stuff. is it's i feel i feel badly for him for not <laughs> experiencing the wonder of comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> get him. He got him. i do have a pitchfork here by okay. the way i can, I can get it anytime <laughs> so loop Wondering if it might be time to take a ride back, 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 back to the olden days. What do you think? I think it'd be good. It's a little cold out, but we'll uh, we'll get out we'll, there. We'll, get we'll your jacket up. on. Get okay. your jacket on. Here we go. <laughs> that sounded exactly like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's walk through here. Through yeah. the, the snow no, here. Yeah. yeah. Getting in. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget your seatbelt. Okay. It is the pop capacitor, which Woo! means we're we running. We're running. <laughs> Let's run. Come on. We have gone back in time to look at a movie or a TV show or something that's from the past. And we're going to sort of re-review it and tell you whether it still stands up. Yes, that's true. Some things do, some things don't. <laughs> this time, we've gone back in honor of the uh, release date for the next uh, Stranger Things yeah. uh, series, uh, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about. Uh, I thought we should go back and look at some of the uh, influences, some of the movies that maybe influenced this this show. So the one we're looking at this time, uh, Loop, is called The Gate. The Gate. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons 
Kingdom's wait to take back what was once theirs. And now, someone has opened the gate. Don't open it! <laughs> Too late, it's already open. <laughs> you saw, like, an evil gate. Don't open it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> just a... that's the whole point of it being an evil gate, is to keep you away from it. <laughs> I mean, gates are generally something that, you know, are set up to keep you away from something else. <laughs> if it's evil... That's just another <laughs> level of keep away. I will say there was not an actual physical gate. No, there in really the movie, wasn't. It was more of a hole. So tell me what this movie is about. <laughs> so this movie is a, is it takes it's it's an '80s, a very solidly '80s horror movie. It was actually uh, made as a as a uh, like a family horror movie, like marketed towards to, to, to kids, which is which is a little bit kind of Goonies ass. A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit Goonies in a horror in the horror genre. So essentially, it's uh, a group of kids who. Uh, inadvertently find um, a t old text and were able to read it and and literally open the gate to hell. And but but first the oh. gate was actually it's a tree in the yard. Yes, that's a company pulled out of the ground and and this hole was underneath of it. That's right. Sorry. Yes, that is that is true. So they they didn't actually open the gate. Some workers came and opened <laughs> the gate for them. Union uh, three six yeah. seven came by and <laughs> they, they opened the gate. Open. They weren't allowed to touch the tree until the union workers left. <laughs> <laughs> so so now the gate is open. They read the words, and all of a sudden, all these little creepy little demon dudes come out and start chomping on things. And who look like know. they're from like a Sinbad movie from the seventies? <laughs> they are. <laughs> but uh, so the whole point of this movie is to get the gate closed again. Uh, but it's kids doing it, and that's really cool because kids are smart. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is considered a cult classic, right? It is. It is considered a cult classic, and. What what's interesting about it is that they did it f for almost no money. The budget was super small, um, but they they went all out with the technology that they had at the time. So a lot of the um, the miniatures that they used. So all of these little de demon guys are like a foot tall, mm -hmm. but they're all in, instead of using stop motion animation or any sort of animation, they're actually people in rubber suits. Right. That they that they've used forced perspective and all these kinds of camera tricks to make them interact with full-size kids. Right. Um, and they did a really good job for the 80s and for the money, for the amount of money that they had. It's really impressive to see, you know, what what they could do with with, you know, the technology that they that they had and no computers. Right. Um so I think a lot of it is just how sort of cutting edge it was for for what they were doing at the time and it's also really kind of goofy <laughs> and, it, and it's a canadian product it's a it canadian is. slash american i think production yes but there's a lot of canadian references in it there's a yes. part where the one of the kids is in his room and he first he's got a killer dwarves like patch on his back yep. which i noticed right away i'm like okay that's canadian yep and then he's in his room and there's like a platinum blonde like yeah. poster in his room and i'm like okay, this is the most canadian as you can get it's true in this i think the entire cast was canadian i think most of the crew was canadian as well so it's, i think it is technically considered a canadian film yeah but uh but um, one of the, one of the one of the other interesting things about it was that it happened to open uh in theaters on the same weekend as ishtar Oh, nice! And yep, and Ishtar went on to become one of the most reviled movies in film history, <laughs> and and the Gate actually beat it in the box office. Yeah, the so, Gate. I think the Gate doubled its money. Didn't yeah, it, it, like, did, if, uh, it did really well. So that was it. Has it has that going for it? There was a few things in it that were some holes. Yeah, I thought like the fact that the one kid like so they opened the they opened this demon gate. And, and instantly, before even really anything had happened, like any sort of like sense of there'd be any demons, the one kid decided there was demons in this hole, <laughs> I, like and was very like serious about it. And then he uh, just happened to have this album that had like the perfect liner notes, <laughs> all about how to get rid of demons. 
That's right. Why would so? My question is, why would a, a band, a musical band, who knows this much about demonology, not go on to become like demonologists or yeah. make some money off of this whole like I can get rid of your demons for you? It was really weird. Like yeah. I'm like, why is that in the liner notes of this album? <laughs> oh. It's like it's probably a real group too. I'm sure. Well, like, the the actual the name of the group is um, Sacrifice, right? And there is actually a group called Sacrifice that uses the same font. Right. Um, so the album the album itself is not real, but the band uh, that they copied from <laughs> is is real. So that was interesting. But the other thing that is kind of weird about this movie is that because it was marketed to to kids and young people, you'd think that it would be pretty tame as far as gore and graphic depictions of violence. It is not. There no. is some there is some pretty disturbing stuff that happens in this movie. I won't give it away in case you want to see it and you really should if you haven't. <laughs> if but you can find it. If you can find it. But uh but it's it's like if it were released today, it would have at least a PG thirteen oh, uh, sure. rating, and yeah. and I'm not sure how they got away with marketing it to kids in the back in the day, but back in the 80s, it didn't matter. Kids could go <laughs> see whatever they wanted, and everybody would be just fine. We rode in the front seat of our car with no seatbelt on, so why couldn't or we? Or laid go in see the this? back window of the car. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we slid along the streets, holding onto the bumper. For goodness' sake, come on. <laughs> well, there's a couple things I want to mention too with it. Is the the cover is one of those like I'd never seen this movie like I thought I had like because yeah. I'd seen it, like a lot of horror movies in the 80s um, I've never seen it but the, the cover I definitely know and it's some, it's funny because when you went to the video store in the 80s which is like a lot different than now yeah. the, um, obviously because you don't it's all digital and all whatever but you'd stare you'd see the same boxes at the video store every time you'd go and uh, there's certain like covers of, of movies that are like iconic like yes. and this one I think kind of is like I, is. as soon as you showed me the cover I'm like I totally have seen this movie a million times yeah but we actually haven't actually seen the movie yeah <laughs> nobody's actually seen the movie they have seen the cover probably have posters on the wall not having seen the movie <laughs> yeah the covers actually the cover work artwork is really neat but uh but yeah so it's a it's a really interesting slice of 1980s horror um just based on the 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 special effects and yeah. the fact that it it is not really for kids but marketed to kids. it was it's a really cool uh you know sign of the times yeah it, it reminds me a little bit of evil dead Yes, it, it sort of has the same pacing as Evil Dead. Yes. Like it starts out, and then it's like the, with the, with everybody. Like you kind of meet all the characters, and then people start to turn, and then there's yep. like this lot. Like, and then it's just like keeps ramping up with more and more weird sort of special effects. But there's some cool special effects in there, like just imaginative, like sort of ideas. Like there's a part where one of the demon's arms gets caught in the door and it falls on the floor, but then. The demon's arm turns into all these little like slugs, which yes. all which all sort of like scurry underneath the yeah, door instantly. Like, it's yeah, just like kind of weird ideas, like and things that were visually that were really kind of cool in it. Yeah. But I gotta talk about for a second the opening credits. Yes. Is that not Stranger Things? It was exactly Stranger. This is what I mean. This is why I wanted to choose this film because I thought this is where the the Duffer Brothers got their inspiration. Yeah. So y yet is, I've never seen them reference it. Like I've seen nope. people reference it as as a possible like um, movie that they that would have inspired like Stranger yeah. Things, but I've never heard them say it. No. But because I looked through a bunch of articles because I'm like they must have because that that opener is like Stranger Things yes. to the T. Yeah. And the music, the the music too yes. is very very Stranger Things. I feel. Like it's so much part of Stranger Things that if they talk about it, somebody will look back and say, "Ah, yeah, I think you you copied that yeah, a little too closely." That's a problem <laughs> when you do homages to things because yeah. you, it's like you could basically be copying something like direct. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like 
It was pretty close. It was it's pretty got the, close. It's got the red, it had the red font. And yep. like, and there was a lot of things. And the music even sort of sounded like it as well. It did. It really, I mean, it is it is a throwback. It makes it makes uh, Stranger Things even more nostalgic after you've seen this because you're like, wow, that that really is an 80s show that they're producing yep. right now. Yeah. It's, I you know, I think it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's definitely, if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of the 80s, it is a great mashup of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question is, which we didn't really answer last time, maybe we did. Um, in the last podcast, but does it hold up? I think it holds up. Yeah. And because neither of us had ever seen it before, so it's not like we grew up with this movie. So if we grew up with this movie, we would automatically say, yeah, it's still great because I remember it from my youth. But neither of us had ever seen it. I really enjoyed watching it. I, did you enjoy watching yeah, it? Yeah, I thought the sp- I thought it was actually pretty well done for its time. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see where they cut corners here and there, obviously, yes. but <laughs> but that's like all those movies at that time. Like, there's always, like, the you can tell the budgets weren't great for yeah. some of those. Yeah. Um, definitely something that probably was direct-to-video, maybe. I, I, I did go to the theaters, but it seemed like a direct-to-video release. Yes, um, but I thought it was great. I thought it was really yeah. good. I, yeah, I absolutely think it holds up. And in fact, there's um, at some of the comic uh, comic cons that uh, that pop up through the year. There's actually a, a the gate exhibit that travels around. Oh, that really? Has pro- yeah, props from the show and um, posters and, t- and and scripts and, and that sort of thing. It's a whole sort of exhibition of the gate. It's that it's become that big of a cult phenomenon. And so, uh, and um, the the main kid in it's played by um, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Which is weird seeing him as a kid. Yes, it's it's really strange. And um, one of the other girls in it is um, uh, Jennifer Irwin, who, if you watch the uh, the Goldbergs now, yep. it plays the neighbor's mother uh, in the, oh, Gold- she, oh, in really? the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah, really? So she's, she's still working, and yeah, so it's it's got some you know faces that you might re- uh, remember and and recall, but. Yeah, it's it's. I think it totally holds up. I think you should. I thought it, watch I it. thought it held up as well. I thought yeah. I was I wasn't sure what to expect going into it, and I I really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was great. Excellent. All right. Well, it looks like that's the end of another episode of Loop and Larry Guardians of Geek. I want to thank Jack One Hundred Two Three for providing us the microphones to talk on. Excellent. We couldn't really do this without those. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again real soon. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Works on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.